Prologue. It's looking bad, the caller said tersely, wasting no time. I need you back in New York. There was only the slightest delay. Despite the satellite uplink, the encryption software, and the mammoth distance, the secure line worked very much like an ordinary one, a triumph of years of complaints by field agents and station chiefs the world over. The last time we talked, you said I should stay as far away as I could, replied the man on the other end of the line. Even through the software that secured the connection, the caller could hear the rust in the man's voice. It clearly wasn't used much. The caller, whose name was Devious Rune, thought carefully before speaking. He badly needed the other man's compliance. The last time we talked, you'd just turned the Bronx into Baghdad. The medical examiner still has open case files on the bodies. We let Justice and NYPD take the credit so I could get you out quietly. There was no response. The man on the other end of the line, whose name was Everett Moore, could outweigh erosion. Rune bruxed his teeth and sighed through his nose. Your partner was promoted, he conceded. He and his friends got the transfers they wanted. I saw to it personally. Devious Rune was tall and rangy, with a creased face that had weathered hostile suns in covert ops on every continent. He was a senior officer in the CIA's Special Activities Division. Unlike many of his company peers now in their fifties, Rune preferred staying in the field, overseeing his operatives personally. This particular one demanded Rune's special attention. He was not an asset to be deployed lightly. Everett Moore had been working for Rune intermittently for years, since the end of his last tour in Afghanistan, before the drawdown began the previous decade. He had hunted and killed men all over South Central Asia for years before that. And despite his occasional sideline projects for Rune, he was still, as they say, attached, still formally part of the military. On the books, he was a force recon marine based in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. In the shadow world of special operations, he had been one of the first men selected for MARSOC when the command was originally stood up in 2006. The last time Rune had seen Moore in uniform, there'd been so many medals, ribbons, and citations on his chest that the cloth beneath was invisible. Judging from his service record, Moore should not have been alive. Few who had fought alongside him still were. Then again, none of those who'd fought against Moore were. To those who had served with him, he was ever more, and Rune regarded him as an unrelenting pain in the ass. After hearing the news about his partner's promotion, Moore finally gave Rune the result for which he'd fervently hoped. So what do you need from me this time? Rune paused before delivering the final payload. He could hear Moore out there waiting. We'll need NYPD liaison a team for investigation and quick response that we could interrupt with other agencies, like last time, if need be. Your former partner and his running buddies fit the bill. They can take the lead and take the credit. But you'll be guiding them the whole way, and I'll be your hand on the wheel, Moore finished for him. Rune knew he wouldn't hold Moore's attention much longer, but it was done now. Moore had put the pieces together, as Rune had known he would. I'll make all the arrangements. I'll give you whatever you need, but we've got to get this up and running right away. 
The first fundraisers start in a few days. You'll have to move fast. And damn him, more did, Rune thought, listening to the clicks and hisses of the broken connection. The bastard had hung up on him. Which was just as well. Moore had let him off the hook. Rune hadn't needed to disclose his deepest, most private suspicion. If he was right, Convention Week was the fuse to a bomb the likes of which the United States had never seen. One that could tear those states apart. Permanently.